is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Are you are you ready for the uh, the Avengers Endgame spoiler cast? Hell yeah! I, I was hoping I could have got I could have found spoilers beforehand. I spoiled it for all those fake nerds out there. Okay, so so spoiler for us. What happened in the movie? Uh, everybody died. Except is, Thanos, the who, end. Who is everyone? Name four of them. Uh, I don't know. Captain America, I guess. Okay. Who I guess. else? I don't know. Captain Britain. Uh, Gambit? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nightcrawler? That's a fantastic guess. Oh, my goodness. The Battletoads all died? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all the Battletoads. Did you ever beat Battletoads? No, I came close to it. What mission? What is that level that like nobody can beat? It's like level six or Some, something. That's. I think that's where I got stuck on. I don't know. Captain Bucky O'Hare, he died too. Captain Bucky O'Hare. He mm-hmm. goes where no ordinary rabbit would dare. Yep. Street Sharks. Oh, they died. Mm-hmm. The Street Sharks are like the most obvious knockoff of the Ninja Turtles to ever exist. Oh, yeah. But I did like the big slam move. Because his, <laughs> his name was the big slam move. Nice. It's a South Congress podcast, episode 64. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. Oh, buddy. Um, this is the third show in five weeks. Like, that's weird. This is the second time that we took um, kind of a week off. I feel like we're getting lazy or something. Well, we're still doing a lot of work. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The world is getting lazy. I, I, need, I need people to get killed. I need people to get beat the fuck up. I need Caucasian people to fucking act crazy. I need, we need something to happen so we can have shit to talk about. Please be more interesting, <laughs> America. Um, but, no, I think it was just a thing where – you know, family time was involved. We had obligations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and luckily enough, like, there was some other stuff that I had been meaning to work on. And yeah. So it was an excuse to get that stuff out there. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, what have you been doing the last two weeks, sir? Uh, really, just kind of just uh, started spring ball this past week. It's looking really good. Looking really good. We're gonna, I saw you say that. Yeah. yeah we're going to be super fast. Like, crazy fast. 
And, you know, we got those hands, so it's definitely going to work. Um, O-line's definitely coming together. I mean, it's, it's going to be a better product. It's going to be a much better product. Uh, outside of that, I mean, really just uh, just counting these days until summer vacation. It's coming. It's oh, it's coming, it's coming quick. Um, like about, I think, 30 days or so we got left teaching. Yeah, like from, that's the, it. Uh, from the date that we're recording this, it's mm-hmm. 35 days until actual summer. I guess yeah. that's like June 1st. Um, yeah. Pretty excited just to walk around with no Look at shirt that, on. no sleeves. What a surprise. It's 85 degrees outside. I'm wearing a t-shirt. And I'm wearing, hold on, so, and I'm wearing joggers, as you can see. You are, you going, are you going jogging? You just wanted to show your shoes. I could. <laughs> you, you just know. wanted to show your shoes on camera. <laughs> Very nice shoes, by the way. Thank you. Um, no, we, we were already talking about, like, our, our Sunday plans. And he's like, you know I'm wearing them shoes I bought, right? Like, yes. Yep. Yes, I know. I just need to find something to go with it. I guess as far as, like, I don't know if I should wear, like, black shorts with it or just, like, regular jean shorts. I don't know. Because I'm going to wear that, that uh, new Supreme tee that I have. How does it, it feel to be so deep in the sneaker game now? I'm not that deep yet. I'm still, uh, I'm still uh, a newborn in it. But, you know, I'm learning from some of the best. Shout out Miles. Shout out Briss. Are you a sneaker Padawan? Basically. Do you, do you know what a Padawan is? No. It's not Sounds important. like someone who gets paddled on the ass. I don't know. That, so that's what you are, basically? No. no fuck you. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, um, my, my week was interesting. Like, again, when – and you always let it be known early on. Like, it's never a shock when we're not going to get together, like, on a weekend and do a show. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it's always, okay, what thing have I been working on or what thing can I do to make sure that we're still super serving our audience, our really loyal audience, oh, yeah. and um, being able to provide something new? If we get a chance to do that. And so, again, I, I'm not good at keeping secrets from, let alone you, like any friends. I'm not good at keeping secrets. So this was a project that I told like three people about. Um, people did not know it was coming. I didn't even know, guys. Yeah. I put I it out no there. Um, the, the goose down. Like, what, what can you say? Um, I can say this. Your intro. P-E-A-N-U-T-B-A-D-A-Z-Z. That's me. Goose me down. That's what I can say. I, that, will, that should. Remind me to put um, a Fox graphic in the... Uh, mm, fuck you. So, yeah. It, it was Somebody was asking me about it yesterday. And basically, it, it was Chris. Mm-hmm. He was asking, like, where did this come Chris. from? And I was like, you know me. Like, I just... I'm I'm I like the exact same stuff I did when I was like six and seven. Like I I never grew out of it because I didn't understand you had to. So I was like, what can I talk about that everybody my age will understand? It's kind of different from. <laughs> it's different from what we do, and I, I guess the big thing about it, like we do our show, and. I, I love our show. It's great. I love mm-hmm. our back and forth banner. I love that we don't have the same opinion on everything, so I have to think about things in a new way. So do but I. But being completely honest, yeah, we be on some nigga shit sometimes. Oh yeah, it, it's just uh, what appa- it is. apparently, like according to Briss, I got it down to a T. <laughs> you know, like that. That's like we, I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah, we get in like <laughs> our guy bag pretty heavy, and I don't even think about it when we do it. Like I just feel like it's just me and you talking. Because it and is. Then, you, it, this is how we've been talking since like what? Uh, 15, 16 years old. That could be a problem. No, like, no, it's when, a great. If it when, is a problem, it's a great well, I mean, problem. But it, it's good. I, th- yeah. I think the show is good. People like the show. But mm-hmm. it's also like when I get a text from my mom, like, "What did you say?" <laughs> you know, like Oop. every once in a while, it's kind of like, "Well, okay, I understand." But, and the thing is, it's so natural the way that we talk. Like, I don't realize I'm doing something that could be misconstrued as wrong. Like, mm-hmm. never. So this was a chance for me to do a show where, even though 
like I prefaced it by saying it's for adults. It, it's still just me kind of in a straight line talking about this thing I liked as a kid. So I, I'm being kind of vague. Not everybody listens to everything. Um, I am doing basically a half hour uh, review of every issue of the Goosebumps book series from Very R.L. Good books. Um And it's been really fun so far. Um, the best thing about them, they're quick reads. Like, oh, yeah. You don't realize that, like, you can do this in three hours. <laughs> like, it's a very <laughs> fast read. Um, and it's just me relating to what I thought about them as a kid, um, how I feel about them now, the new things I've picked up on. And so far, it's been, like, really great reviews. Like, again, people who don't listen to this show yeah. listen to that show and tell me about that show and think it's cool. So, yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, it's just our, our way of doing kind of more things. Um, you know, I did go see Avengers Infinity War. We, we won't spend a lot of time on it. There are a million podcasts who... Um, Everybody and their mom was talking about it right Absolutely, now. absolutely. And there are people who are better at talking mm-hmm. about this than I am. Um uh, Let them bore you for three hours. Wow. Please go check out uh, movie trailer reviews. I'm sure uh, Chris mm-hmm. and Deepalm are doing fantastic work with this. But I'll just say this. From uh, uh, books I've been reading since I was old enough to read. You know me. I got boxes of comic books stashed. Um, from a movie series that started in 2008. What a great run. What a great ride. Um, I loved it. I'm not like in our group chat already. Everybody's like, okay, did you like it better than this? Or how do you compare it to this? I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. Like I'm going to take time and process and I'll talk about how I feel about it when it's time to talk about how I feel about it. It'll just, it'll come when it comes. But yeah, um, that was pretty much my time. Um, So let's, let's get to the business. Absolutely. School in Houston. Houston, Madison. Has Shout issued, out VY. Has issued a um, basically a parent dress code mm-hmm. um, for a parent to come on school premises. Okay. They have to abide by um, a certain dress code. What is their dress code? Um, to quote, you, you want to break that down? Yeah. Uh, basically, what is prohibited? Wearing satin caps or bonnets. So, Little House on the Prairie, sorry. Hair rollers. Okay. So, some crazy Mexican grandmas. Sorry. Pajamas. Or leggings, anything revealing, such as low-cut tops, sagging pants, short shorts, and dresses that are up to your behind. So, I'll speak as the adult educator. Okay. First, mm-hmm. right? Um, I understand people's reaction to this. I understand that the initial reaction is, wow, this is anti-black. Totally get it. Um... I get that how a parent is dressing should not prohibit a student's ability to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand all that. And again, like me teaching, or not teaching, but me being in adult education, when I say adult, like college, you can wear what you want. Yeah. Like, it's, it's for me, a person who went from, you remember Julie from The Real World? The nope. one from Provo, Utah. This is way it was when we were like in high school. Okay. But basically, Julie got on the real world and she had never seen the real world. And so she <laughs> got out there and was wiling out because it was totally different for her. Yeah. Like I'm imagining the shock of going from like a school where you have to wear uniforms or school is very conservative mm-hmm. and then going to a UT where you wear whatever the hell you want. Where wherever. Like yeah. like the initial reaction to a guy or a girl, the first time they see a girl in short shorts and cowboy boots, I'm sure they lost their minds. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they're like, what, what is happening here? Yeah. It was so different. Mm-hmm. Um I, so I understand people who aren't in education, and again, I'm I'm really gonna defer to you with this. I guess what I'm yeah. trying to set up is I get that people who don't 
interact with children at schools every day and the parents of these children every day, I understand why they would say this dress code seems to be targeting and offensive and unnecessary. Okay. You, Mm -hmm. teacher. Yeah. and, And full disclosure, like I, you know, my other half is an assistant principal. All my friends are teachers. So we've had the conversation and I know how I feel. It's exactly like you feel, but you should be the one to explain why this is okay. Okay. So (laughs) I've been teaching for seven years. Okay. Been in two different districts. Uh, My, the first district I was in had quite a handful parent teacher conferences, surprisingly, you know, first off, it was a damn miracle to get those parents to be able to get up out of bed or whatever, whatever the hell they were doing and actually come talk to you about, you know, the kids and whatnot. (laughs) <laughs> You're having a flashback. Your PTSD is kicking in. <laughs> Countless times, like, literally, you, you know, you just kind of look and you're thinking like, okay, is this a parent or is this an older sister? Like, what the hell's going on? And li- literally, like, you know, coming to school, like, half naked. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like, you know, you couldn't literally just put on a t-shirt and jeans or, you know, even like shorts, whatever, like... You know, like, like everybody, mm-hmm. no, no, no matter your salary, your income, everybody owns a T-shirt and at least a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you, you can just put that on just to come, you know, talk like and like I said, I, I could really care less with that. But, you know, be presentable. Don't sit here and come dress to school. We look like you're about to go to the goddamn club and then your daughter wants to come to school the same way. And then obviously there's certain dress code for kids. You can't wear certain things. And the kid's wondering, well. Immediately. You know, yeah. They can do it. Why can't Exactly. They can mm-hmm. do it. Why can I? Like my mom does it, you know, whatever. Why can't I? No, because, again, this is a it's an institution of learning kind of thing. You're a child. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, yes, kids are smarter these days. Like they know more than we did growing up. They have to. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, technology and everything. They can mm-hmm. Google anything. However, one thing that's remained constant, the decision-making. Still making bad decisions. We made bad decisions at that age. These kids are still making bad I'm decisions. I'm making one the, right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a bad decision. Yeah. It's, and so, I mean, it's just one of those things to where it's like, you know, don't, don't, set, don't set an example for a kid. Like, if you want to set a you know, good example, like, um, and, and again, everything comes down to the parents. Everything comes, like I've always said it, everything's always going to come down to the parents. You know, you can tell how the parents are, basically how the kids acted. The kids are acting a fucking fool. A lot of times you know, when you meet the parents, they're acting a fucking fool too. It's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But again, everything always comes down to the parents. And I understand some people may seem like it's anti-black or whatever. Guess what? This is also anti-Mexican. Okay, because Mexican <laughs> people wear hair rollers. We wear pajamas. We're definitely wearing, you know, de- Latinas are wearing leggings everywhere. White women are wearing leggings. Yeah, everywhere. absolutely. So okay? like, I, I think short, it's just... short, sagging pants. Okay, I, and you know, and there's been plenty of times too. You know, going back to it, and this is where I guess it it's doesn't really, you know, whether it's a man or woman. Like you know, like during the summer, we do allow the kids when they have their physicals to get their equipment. You know, the parents come by and get it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not really in school hours. That to a point, if you want to come in a fucking spaghetti top and like you know. Bare ass naked, I don't give a fuck. Because obviously school's not in session. There's really no one around. Okay, just us. So. At that point it's just a building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point it's just a building. Like, you know, there's been countless times, you know, where moms will come, you know, dressed like that. I don't care. Hell, even dads, 
you know, will come during that time. They're in a goddamn uh, tank top and, mm-hmm. you know, shorts, whatever. Okay, fine. But when it's school hours, like, you know, even like, you know, these dads, they'll wear like T-shirt, at least shorts. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Like I said, it, it, it can be like, you know, you can have a damn marijuana plant on the front. I don't give a fuck. You mm-hmm. know, just, you know, well, no, well, maybe not that, but, you know, yeah, but still. Even in like the college setting. Yeah. I'm in a position where I can come to work mm-hmm. in a T-shirt and sweats. Yeah. Because my like my capacity is typically everything I'm doing is virtual for students. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually meeting with them in person. I met with a student on Friday who needed to see me in person. Yeah. Had to dress different because I understand it's a different excuse me. Like being face to face. Yeah. It's a vibe. What I'm trying to yeah. present is mm-hmm. different. You know, the information I need to get across to the student needs to be presented in a way um that reflects the policies of of the company. Like it's Nobody's saying nobody can police what you wear in the car when you drop your kid off. Exactly. Wear whatever you want. I can care less. But when you're coming to a parent teacher conference, when you're coming to a PTA meeting, like when you're hosting a like a club for kids, mm-hmm. like you should just come in a way that reflects what everybody else is just doing. Be casual. T shirt t shirt and jeans. T shirt and jeans. Yeah, that's it. Everybody that, that's owns it. a t shirt and jeans. Exactly. Everybody owns like, t shirt and jeans. I've been broke, but like I had a t-shirt and jeans. Yes. Everybody you, you, has you, at least one shirt and one pair of jeans. You go to Walmart, you get you a fresh pack of Gildans <laughs> for six They'll send you 28 t-shirts and get you some some Arizona brand jeans. Yeah. And you set. Exactly. Like I said, it's not a fashion show, guys. Just t-shirt and jeans. You're good to go. Like, no one's going to care. No one's going to bother you. And, you know, fortunately, um, you know, school district I'm in now, it's it's very liberal. So, but I mean, at, at least like from what I see with the parents, like they, they'll at least cover up, like, mm-hmm. you know, if they're wearing like, like if, if the moms are at least wearing like a tank top, they'll at least put like something over mm-hmm. it. And it's like, okay, cool. But yeah, exactly. If it's a parent-teacher conference, like, you know, have the decency, put on a damn t-shirt and jeans. You go to Foot Locker, it- you get two tall tees <laughs> for $6. There you go. Cover up everything. And matter of fact, if you get the tall tee, we don't even know what pants you have on underneath. Shout out them franchise boys. Just pay for the tall tee. Yep. In your white tee. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is like your episode because yeah. it's we're talking about parent dress codes in schools. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk football. Yeah. Um, the NFL draft. At the time of recording this, they're like well into probably the sixth round. Sixth, probably, seventh round, yeah. But uh, I want to talk about rounds one, two, and three. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, first thing. Of course, Kyler Murray is number one off the board. Mm-hmm. Josh Rosen um, feels away and unfollows the team on social media. And yesterday was traded to the Miami Dolphins. People seem to have a problem with Josh Rosen's attitude um, about like unfollowing the team on social media. Why he, why he's still with them? Not wanting to communicate with them. Do you see a problem with that? No, because he saw the writing on the wall. He saw that his time was done. Obviously. You know, he um, he got drafted, what, last year, right? Yep. And if you're drafting another quarterback, number one overall pick, you see the writing on the wall. Like, it, it would be like saying, and Steve Smith, who I love, mm-hmm. one of the toughest football players of all time, right? Yeah. He's like, yo, you need to get into the weight room and, and get into the film room and do the work. What, what work? Like, <laughs> you, they drafted him number one overall. Like they posted him all over their social they're, media. Like they're not drafting Kyler Murray to sit behind Josh Rosen. Josh yeah. Rosen, I'm sorry, for like to learn for two, three years. No, yeah, there's, it's no, not a, there's it's nothing not Josh a Rosen. Yeah, there's nothing Josh Rosen knows right now that Kyler Murray doesn't know. 
Like, and so it, it was. It's obvious. Like you know, they're going to get rid of him. Josh Rosen mm-hmm. is is this thing where like he's a quarterback who does not need the NFL money. Yeah. Like does not need the NFL spotlight. Like he does what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And I think when somebody upsets the system like that, it really makes people mad because like I again we come from and not we come from but the generation before us. Yeah. You know, you need to work hard. You need to struggle. You got to pull yourself up. Um, and that's the only way to be successful. It's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I can just be good. I yeah. can be really good at a thing. Absolutely. And people can give me money for it. Mm-hmm. And that can just be that. Yeah. And it's not that I don't appreciate people who do work hard and who had to come from nothing. I think that's great. That's, that's fantastic. But I don't have to, though. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, you know, a lot of people that are saying that. And I'm not less than because I do. Yeah. Or because I don't have to. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like the, the whole thing that kind of pisses me off, too. I mean, it's, it's kind of going off topic, but mm-hmm. like um, what's kind of going around on Twitter like the past few days are people talking about like uh, Senator Warren's plan about trying to get, um, get rid of a forgive a student debt. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you know, oh, this is a slap in the face for those who. What about everybody who had to pay off their debt? Yeah. yeah. I'm paying mine. Mine's almost done. Like I'll literally mm-hmm. be done paying off my student loans about a year and a half mm-hmm. from today. But guess what? If we if we're there putting a plan that can literally have the next generation of kids that can go through some shit or that don't have to go through the shit that I have mm-hmm. to, I'm fine with that. It's not a slap in the face to me. It's like saying, "Boy, we had the chicken pox." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so let's not so let's not uh, uh we're not chicken pox is a bad example. Yeah. We had the measles. Mm-hmm. So let's now let's get rid of these vaccines. We got to make these kids tougher. If I went through it, they got to go through it. No, we can how about no. just Things they get measles, get, they're gonna fucking die. <laughs> things can get Without better yeah. for other people. Yes. And you can be happy about that. Exactly. Like, I, I, I literally don't want like we do this show, right? Mm-hmm. And we're planning on other shows. Like, let's say Joe gets on here and Joe's show takes off. Yeah. Right? That's fine. Perfectly fine. And Joe's like, yo, I appreciate the platform. I'm gonna go do my own thing. Absolutely. That's great. Yes. I'm glad to see somebody make it. In something that I'm trying to do. Yes, and that we can put under there, you know, Joe Joe's show, you know, was <laughs> a part of this, uh, you know, and that'll but be the, the platform to put. Yeah, absolutely. Be, but, like, yeah, we just, like, I, I don't – the idea that the next man should have to work as hard as you for what you have, I understand it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, when you really think about it, you should want the best for other people. Yes, work smarter, not harder. That's what I understand. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa was drafted, but number two overall to the. Was, was, was it four? Well, he went to San Francisco. I think yeah, he was, was number, number two overall. Is it Joey or Nick? Who's the younger one? Is it Nick? Yeah, Joey's the one for San Diego, right? Yeah. So Nick. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa, um, drafted number two overall, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Um, 49er fans are wilding the fuck out. Now, <laughs> this is my thing. Understandably, when though. you heard about you know draft coverage on Nick Bosa, yeah, it was pretty much all about football. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear about other players in the draft, um, you know this year, years before, um, a lot of times it's about their attitude. Mm-hmm. It's about incidents they may have had. Um, I say this to say. He's had some interesting things on social media um, and th- that are political, that, that are pretty heavily racial. Yeah. Things I would personally call 
um, racist. Like, yeah. I, like I would, you know, things mm-hmm. I would call far, far, far right, things I'd call racist, things I'd call alt-right. Like I would attach all those words to it. And we almost heard nothing about it. Um, of course you're not going to. A scout told a story about an incident in the Ohio State weight room where the players are listening to R&B while they're working out. And he gets so upset he cuts the cord um, and everybody's just livid with him. Like, like he hates R&B so much. <laughs> You see, th- th- this is how you know that Ohio State players aren't real. You know how you know they're not real? Mm. Because they all didn't band together and get a 45-pound plate and beat his ass. I thought I thought they should have – I would have kicked him out for the day. Be like, nah, you're good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's that, – that's a lot. That really is a lot. Yeah. Um. And, and granted, like, I'm not saying that a person with a garbage personality shouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah. Lord knows there are plenty of them. Oh, absolutely. What I'm saying is – the media coverage of him uh, calling Colin Kaepernick a clown two years ago, the media coverage of him, um, you know, liking a post about Beyonce, having a problem with Beyonce because she was dressed like a Black Panther. Like, we didn't hear any of that. We didn't hear anything about him having problems with these things. Complexion for the protection. Is he getting a pass? Absolutely. Um, do you think that if he's not the number two pick, mm-hmm. and what I mean is, if he doesn't play up to number two pick potential, if yeah. he's all right, how soon is he out of the league? I don't think he is, to be honest. You think that he, he'll have a job somewhere? Because be, because people number, in those offices, people in the offices, <laughs> and those coaches, his his brother, the the whole family mm-hmm. ties and everything. Like it, it's, I think he, a lot of people he'll, he'll feel how he feels, yeah. and I think that because of that, if he's not as good as he is projected to be yeah he'll get treated like he is yeah must be nice okay no but and it's it's crazy because it's like you know just kind of follow up with that story you know when i was reading about it too yeah i, I guess apparently it's like some days they play country and then some days play r&b mm-hmm. and i guess what happened to be country day or whatever and then that's when like i guess someone switched to r&b mm-hmm. and to cut the court like that like really you're, you're gonna throw a fit over that like we can have a conversation yeah or, <laughs> you know you, you can't just kind of work out and just yeah you get get in lift your weights and get out like does it really matter what you're like, listening to like as somebody who lifts weights like in the regular world mm-hmm. I have to listen to a lot of music I'd never personally put on yeah I'm not going to the guy in the front of golds like yo yo my G you got that puff daddy in the family <laughs> <laughs> and you know like, it's it's funny because it kind of reminds me of uh, this thing that happened like seven years ago and obviously it's not to that high of a degree but uh, um. One of my former coworkers uh, over the summer, I wasn't there. It was uh, Miguel actually told me the story because mm-hmm. he was there, and uh, one of our former coworkers, like it was like Miguel and a couple of my former coworkers, and um, and uh, one of the friends that we all had that we we knew at that time, and um, they were playing poker at one of our friends' house, and basically, you know, listening to music, and um, halfway through the game, like nowhere near, you know, finish, like you know, maybe like thirty minutes in, mm-hmm. um, the person that she wasn't a coach, uh, one of our friends or whatever, was like. You know, I'm gonna put on Tejano music, and one of the, the guys like, "You better not!" Like, you know, like literally, kind of throwing yeah, a fit because, yeah, like you know, I hate Tejano music, like shit, like that. And she's like, "I'm gonna put it on." He's like, "If you do, I'm getting the fuck out of here." So she's like, "You know what? Fuck it." So she puts it on. Mm-hmm. He goes all in, like basically fucks up his card, packs up his shit, and walks out. Wow! All because like you know they're playing Tejano music. Wow. 
Listen, I got nothing but love for you. <laughs> A.B. Quintanilla. <laughs> Elos Cumbia Kings. Y'all get the job done, baby. South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. Um, so... Sticking with how white people get a pass, mm-hmm. um, Daniel Jones ooh, 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 ooh. was the number six overall pick. New York Giants fans um, probably committed suicide to New York at this Giants. point. Yeah, and um, basically, uh, what the Giants front office said: Yo, I watched three series, and mm-hmm. I just knew he was—he was the guy we want to develop around. That's who we want. So Dwayne Haskins from mm-hmm. Ohio State, Ohio State, just just all over the news. Um, Goes number 16 to Washington. Mm-hmm. Number 15, 16 to Washington. Um, their first round pick. So I'm sure you had like that little Joker smile for a little bit and then it kind of maybe went away. I did. Then I remember, you know, I, I can't say the name of my team. <laughs> so yeah, it's rough. You're probably still um, going to get a jersey. Yeah. Uh, I might get a, to. I'm going to get a t shirt. I'm going to edit it. He's gonna. He's gonna. No, you're gonna get the jersey. It's gonna be the uh, solo serve edition. I will. It'll say W A S. And on the back say nothing. Yeah, right. Double, double zero. Double zero. <laughs> All right. So um, I just want to compare Dwayne Haskins last year in college mm-hmm. to Daniel Jones last year in college. Yep. Through 14 games, Dwayne Haskins had 373 completions. On 533 attempts mm-hmm. through four, 4,831 yards. Jesus Christ. 54 touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's like first round type caliber shit. Or, I'm sorry, for number one pick caliber. Daniel Jones mm-hmm. threw, and granted, he only played 11 games, so I'll cut him some slack. Yeah, this team sucked. What can you do? Um, 237 completions mm-hmm. on 392 attempts. And Duke ain't a run-heavy team, so. Duke Johnson didn't run for Duke. Um, <laughs> for 2,674 yards, 22 touchdowns, nine interceptions. So, Dwayne Haskins played three more games, but he had. 32 more touchdowns. Well, he had, look, what, 19 less completions than the other guy had attempts. Mm-hmm. Through four Almost twice the yardage, but you know, one and three quarters times the yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, had what you said twenty? No, 30, thirty-two more 32, touchdowns. Yeah, in three games, same, thirty-two, yeah, and the same number of interceptions. Yeah, Ohio State, which is normally an option offense, changed mm-hmm. their offense to accommodate their quarterback who doesn't run. You have to. Um, so I, what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. it's not like he's in a gimmick system. Yeah, like they literally changed it for a guy who needed, um, you know, needed it to be pass heavy. Yeah. Um, and it's not even close. Like the talent level isn't close between the two of these guys. But one of them was a top ten pick. One of them was the number six pick. Was the second quarterback off of the board to the Heisman Trophy winner. Okay, can you even come close to explaining what happened here? Well, well uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You know who the first starting uh, black quarterback was for the New York Giants? Hmm. Geno Smith. 
Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno Smith was the first one. Geno Smith's been out of college, what? Six years? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Their first ever black starting quarterback. The only thing I, I can explain to her, maybe the, the GM of the Giants and the whole scouts and whatever. First off, that's robbery. They're, they're robbing the the franchise. If you're the owner, fire fire everybody. Fire your whole front office because they've literally subjected your team to go three and thirteen for the next few years. Only thing I can think of was they saw film from Daniel Jones balling out against Temple. <laughs> Shout out DK. What's up, Wake Forest? Wake Forest, North Carolina football, not basketball. We're talking about North Carolina football team. Like I, it's it's ridiculous, and like God bless that kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be great. Yeah, he won't, uh, he won't be great. Uh, he will not be great. I'm not, I'm not saying Haskins is going to be great. I'm saying Daniel Jones ain't going to be great. All I'm saying is this: apparently, they consulted Eli on who he thought would be closer to being an heir apparent to him, and he said Daniel Jones. I think Eli knows what he's doing. Eli, because Eli knows they get Dwayne Haskins. Eli is. Back of the bus, yeah. I yeah, that's what I got. Um, Eli's gonna be um, sitting there serving everybody Gatorades and shit. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Twenty of the first ninety-four picks were defensive backs. Interesting. What does that tell you, football coach, about the NFL? Can't defend the pass for shit. I, I really think there's no other way to say it. And a lot of those guys were... A lot of it's also the coverages, too. There's a lot of people playing cover one and three, but in this RPO system, and a lot of people are wanting to go one high safety. If you do that, if a smart offense coordinator is going to throw that go on the backside every single time because now that safety's forced to go cover that go. If not, if if that if that that then now you have man coverage on the side, and if that receiver goes past that corner, that's six points every time. Now, if that safety does go, now you can go to the other side and read you know the high-low. Basically, now you can see, like, okay, read the corner, and if he bails, okay, now you throw the low route. If he stays home, then you can throw the high route. I'm going to put the Charlie Brown uh, <laughs> listening to his teacher picture right there when you did that. Wah, 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 wah. Exactly. Wah, wah, no, you did wah. a fantastic job yeah. explaining that. Yeah. Which is and, – and here's the interesting part about that. Uh-huh. A lot of the guys they drafted, they made it a point to say they were guys who played safety and corner and nickel and raider. So yeah. what, what it's looking like, they're not just drafting a safety and a corner. They're drafting guys. They're, they're, they're trying to draft a bunch of Tyron Matthews yeah. who can do everything mm-hmm. to avoid getting stuck in that RPO, not being able to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys, when they show their film, they're guys who can come up and stuff the run and can go sky for picks. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, there's no way they're, all They're playing multiple these, positions, yeah, yeah. No way all 20 of these guys work out. Yeah. Like, because it, it's just <laughs> the nature of the draft. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. Like, if four or five of these guys are really good and they can alter the way these teams run an offense, yeah. like, I think that's going to be really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah. 20 of the first 94 being defensive backs. A lot of them D2 guys, too. But just had amazing highlights. It's like, wow, you guys missed on them. Mm -hmm. Um, Last thing we'll say about the draft, DK Metcalf was the ninth wide receiver drafted. Oh, wow. What does that tell you about whatever, about about coaching, about the media, about scouting, advertising? What does that tell you? Now, granted, he went to probably the best spot he can go to um, because he went to Seattle. So oh, yeah. Russell Wilson, who can do all things 
um, will, who finds ways to get guys the ball. Um, that, what does it tell you about this guy going ninth? He was that. He's the one that's like really big and all that, right? He's that huge one. Yeah, from Ole Miss. Yeah, he and he was the second one taken from Ole Miss. They went with the other guy first. Mm, I can maybe think that maybe um, Al Davis got into the Seattle uh, front office and just kind of put his ghost, you know, whoever <laughs> the picked ghost of Al Davis. the ghost of Al Davis. He's a height, weight, speed specimen guy. Take well, him. I, I think that again. I, I think Seattle finds guys that. Everybody who's played there, with the exception of Jimmy Graham, yeah. I think has played past what their potential was. Mm-hmm. Like I really do. I think I think Tyler Lockett is is good, but he's just a a speed guy. Like he's not a natural receiver, he's a natural football player, if that makes sense. Like yeah. he's your kick returner and the guy who's gonna catch weird deep balls from time to time, but not a prototypical receiver. Mm-hmm. I this is my thing about it. You know how many catches DK Metcalf has um, for his college career. How many? 67. 67? How many years did he play? All four? Granted, injury is there a lot, but mm-hmm. 67. 67? I couldn't imagine drafting a wide receiver with 67 career catches unless <laughs> unless he was hurt for two years and played <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Like, that's, We that's, need a kick returner back there. That's a, ba- returner. That's a Baylor receiver through nine games. Yeah. Like, and granted, like he's a tech huge receiver in one he's game. fast. You know what they said? They said the kid can run three routes. To me, if you can run three routes in in college, mm-hmm. it's hard to learn. Now, that Baylor is the exception because I – well, they're not even the exception. Remember how all those wide receivers are coming off the board for Baylor left and right? Your Corey Coleman's and your Kenny Britts and – I mean, those guys are good, but they're not great. Yeah. Because in Baylor, it was just, it was dirt ball is what they were playing. Mm-hmm. And granted, it was very successful while it was going, but yep. it wasn't sustainable. Like, none of those Oklahoma receivers ever work out. Like, I think, um, who's the kid, um, light-skinned kid with all the hair who was in Miami for a while? Uh, was it Kenny, Kenny Stills? Kenny Stills. Yeah. Kenny Stills is an exception to yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, he's, because he's a great he's, player. Yeah, because he really did break the mold. But, like, where's Malcolm Kelly? You know what I'm saying? Like, Where the Hawaii receivers at? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> um, And, and I, I do think that this kid, uh, Marquise Brown, in Baltimore is going to be good. Yeah. Um, because they – I mean, they whiff on my receivers all the time. But eventually somebody has to work there, right? Well, but they did yeah. the right thing by getting rid of Flacco first. So. I think that – yeah. Well, he's that, already that, gone. That's, a, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They got rid, I'm saying like they're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Now they're making good moves. They finally got rid of Flacco. So. Yeah. The thing know. with um, with the DK Metcalf hype, like it was hype. Like he, he looks great. Yeah. You know, he's oh, huge absolutely. and physical. And I just don't know what they were trying to sell us. Because like. High weight speed. The rest of these guys have tape. Like remember, uh, I think it was SB Nation. They were like, who's going to guard this guy? I'm like, whoever was doing it in college. Because he only has 67 catches. <laughs> like he's not this guy's not breaking the mold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he'll be he'll be just fine. Um like hopefully he's really, really good, but I yeah. don't know how Prove us wrong. Yeah. Or actually Please, well. please, black man, be, be successful because I, I want you to be, I promise. Absolutely. Um, we want all those young men to be successful. Absolutely. Okay, enough about these sports. Sebosa, fuck you. Let's get back to let's get back to the, our bread and butter. Lori Laughlin. Aunt Becky. I remember 
um, that first uh, Chappelle special, Killing Him Softly. Yeah. When he talked about getting pulled over with his white homeboy. Mm-hmm. And the white homeboy looks at the officer and says, sorry, Sarai. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Lori Laughlin and her husband literally did that. They went in front of the judge and said, we didn't know what we were doing was illegal. How do you not know that cheating on tests and giving money, what cheating on tests, yeah. falsifying applications, Profile, yeah. and like giving money to people who already get paid to do a specific job, yeah. giving them money under the table, how do you not know that's illegal? Are you that rich? No, I, and lots of them saying like she can't. She's not. Well, I don't. I don't know about her pockets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now her pockets are taking a big dent. But I'm just saying, like you know, she she's not that much of a celebrity to not know that something like this is remember, illegal. Like her family and all. Her, all big, those, her biggest thing is yeah, Full House. All due day. respect full to Lori Twenty plus years ago. Well, I mean Fuller House. So yeah, all due respect well, no, to Lori Laughlin. The twenty years ago, that, you have a wild amount of money. Yeah. But your husband is the Massimo Jeans guy. Yeah. Like. You guys have all the money. <laughs> you have a ridiculous amount of money. Like Your kids could have been cool just being these influencers and just calling it a fucking day. She knew that shit was illegal, dog. Yeah. I understand why she got to say that, but she knew. Um, so make, please um, make them both do actual prison time. 40 plus years. Um, Get them what, out of what here. What they did is way worse than getting caught with a bag of weed. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Netflix, let's stick with Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. NBC. Universal okay. is seriously considering pulling their programming from Netflix. Why? Um, they are looking at starting their own network, possibly, um, so, or their own streaming service. So only streaming their shows? Yes. And so what show takes the biggest hit? The Office. Mm-hmm. I know you're not a huge fan of The Office. Nope. Um, but I know you also understand it's like the most streamed show ever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's literally watched every day in my house. Um, I've watched the whole series maybe four or five times. Um, it's – I love it. Like I can't, I can't lie. I love it. But it's also like the most the most future-forward background music uh-huh. ever because everybody plays it on in the background. When you can't find anything else to watch, you put that on. When you're cooking, you put that on. When you're playing video games and she doesn't want to hear the video game, you put that on. Like it's You almost really playing. love work that much. Well, it's to, yeah, where, to, like where, the, to where you're, you're playing a show that basically um, explains about 90% of um, y'all's jobs. We are slaves to the system. Um, <laughs> and, and it's crazy because I think that the gamble that they're looking at taking mm-hmm. is too heavy of one. Yeah. Because I don't think people have Netflix because Netflix has The Office. I think people have Netflix and... When Netflix fails them, they remember that Netflix has The Office. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I do not see a scenario where The Office would move to another platform and people would drop Netflix to pick up the other platform. Absolutely not. Because Netflix is always going to have something new. Yeah. I don't trust Hulu to drop that new hot shit that I need. I, I don't. <laughs> like, I have Hulu. But I have Hulu too. But what yeah. I'm saying is I don't go to Hulu. Yeah, like I, I like if I really need to see Rick and Morty really bad, mm-hmm. I'll turn on Hulu. But I don't. Hulu's not my go-to. Yeah, it's like the eighth thing I check. Mm-hmm. I'll go Netflix. I'll go HBO Go. I'll go Stars. I'll go WWE Network. Some something like that. But Hulu's way down the path. Yeah. So I don't think that people will like if they said and then Disney Plus is coming out. 
We're just gonna have all that. Motherfucking, I can watch Lady and the Tramp anytime I want. All dogs go to heaven. Well, that's not Disney. Oh. You should have uh, said the Dalmatians. It's not Disney, you sure? All dogs go to heaven is um No. Really? It's like it's not Warner Brothers, it's that third company that oh, sometimes. I could have swore it was Disney. Mm-mm. All dogs go to heaven is not Disney. Um the other one, oh. the other one, what's the one with the dog? Uh not all dogs go to Air heaven, Bud. but not we not I think I think Airbus Warner. Um 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 I'll think about it. There's an Oliver and Company. That's Disney. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but no no is no. Is Fox no. and the Hound or no? Yes. Okay, there you go. Okay, I knew that one yeah. was. Bambi. Robin Hood. Robin Hood was dope. He's a fox. He was amazing. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Song of the South for the racist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but both will be watching that. Oh, oh yeah. That, <laughs> why, can't we, why can't we play Song of the South? Zippity doo wop, damn it. <laughs> so, um,. No, yeah. So, like, with that dropping, too, like, I cannot see a scenario where people no. agree to buy another streaming service just to watch The Office. No. Get your money while it's on the table. I, Have Netflix cut you that check to keep The Office. I would rather spend the $70 for the complete series one time. I, I really would. Mm-hmm. Um, than to buy another streaming series, like a streaming service yep. to have that on there. So um, hopefully it stays where it is because mm-hmm. yeah. Um okay, so this is episode 64. We made a joke either the last episode or the one before yeah. about me wearing my Nintendo 64 t-shirt on the 64th episode. Whether it was too good for you. I'll I'll do you one better viewing public. I'm going to talk about my top 5 Nintendo 64 games. Now I believe you were a PlayStation kid. Yes. So that's why I did my top 5. Yeah. Do you have some N64 games you were fond of that you wouldn't play at like Adam's house or something? Um, Super Smash Brothers, WCW and NWO Revenge. My list. When? Well, no, it's fine. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're okay. Good. Well, those two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Tournament. Pokemon Tournament was dope. Goldeneye, of course. The OG. And finally, the one that a lot of people, uh, some people don't like, but I'm like that game was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny. Um, I didn't put a Zelda game on my list. Yeah. Like, I like them. I've just never played all the way through them. Like, it just wasn't... I didn't catch on to Zelda games until I was, like, a grown man. Yeah. Um, I just didn't play them. Like, I played, um, like, the Zelda games on, like, my cousin's Game Boy back in the gap. Like, that was really <laughs> it. Um, so my... My top five Nintendo 64 games. I'm not saying they're the best five games. They're my top five. Um, Super Smash Brothers. Which was amazing, um, the, the the first one. And I had a GameCube, but I didn't go past that. So, like, I play Smash casually. They yeah. were playing Smash on the big board in the accelerator yesterday when I left. Oh, nice. It was pretty cool. They were like, sitting on the steps. It was great. Um, WCW NWO Revenge. Mm-hmm. Now, um, WWF No Mercy is absolutely a better game from a technological standpoint. Yeah. Um, and even still, WrestleMania 2000 would be a better game. Um, but this was the like arcade game. This was when, this was when they <laughs> figured it out. Like this is when the system, I think, not peaked, but when the system really made sense. Um, the wrestling, like the the system itself, um, just worked so perfectly. The venues, um, the way you could change colors, uh, just a great game. The different paths you could take to the title, loved mm-hmm. it. Um, Mario sixty four, the OG. Yeah. Got to put that one on Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, I remember first getting that game at 
my Uncle Gary's house in St. Louis, Missouri. Hmm. I remember. Um, Because it was like the Christmas it came out. Yeah. My parents spent like $600 on their bullshit ass system. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, Paper Mario is up there for me because... Uh, Mario RPG on Super Nintendo is one of my favorite games. Yeah. And this is like the spiritual successor. So Paper Mario. And then the last one, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. What do you know about Dash Rendar? I'm kind of surprised you didn't have Mario Kart on there. Mario Kart's great. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but like I'm, I'm more of a single player game okay. player. Yeah. Uh, Shadows of the Empire was, was fantastic. You got mm-hmm. to play as like Han Solo's uh, dirty homeboy who had like a dirty ass ship like Han did. Um, just... Loved it. Loved the whole um, motherfucking IG-88. I put my foot so deep in his ass. Um, but, yeah, those are my top five uh, N64 games Yeah. Um, for episode 64. Anything else you want to get off before we get out of here? I do. So this is crazy. So, like, about a week ago. So, you know, like, some time ago how uh, Briss was uh, was kind of, like, you know, weirded out a little bit because, like, on a Snapchat, like, you get those uh, advertisements and he get, like, certain ones and he's like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. So I was on Facebook one time uh, about a week ago. I'm just like chilling, like, you know, whatever, going to the news feed. And I see this advertisement thing pop up. And it says, like, become a professional cuddler. I'm like, huh? And then it says, like, you know, and also book sessions, yada, yada. So I click on it. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And so I'm reading the whole thing. Basically, it's this uh, site called Cuddlist to where um, in certain states and cities, there are people who are certified cuddlers. Or, like, you know, it shows them, like, you know, if they're a cuddler in training, if they're certified, or the last one, which is, like, the highest one, where basically it's uh, it explains how they're certified, and they've uh, gone to, like, conferences of how to cuddle. Like, can you imagine going to, like, a conference, you're just holding each other and shit? Like, it's the most trash orgy of all time. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking through it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to vouch this bullshit. Go to Texas, and I see in San Antonio, there's five. So I'm like, okay. So I go through them and I'm reading it. And, you know, basically um, people put pictures of themselves up and kind of like a profile like about themselves. And it's all like, you know, saying stuff like uh, I know you've had like a hard, tired day or you may have had PTSD and this and this, yada, yada. Like, um, you know, book a session with me. You won't feel like yourself. Everybody needs the the power of love and touch and yada, yada. You know, just whatever. <sighs> How much do you think people are paying for our sessions? $63. No. Uh, Most of them average between $80 to $100 an hour. And they they talk about- I've been hugging bitches for free. (laughs) What is going on? No, check this out. And so I'm I'm, I'm browsing through it, and they talk about certain things cans and can't do or things that's going to happen. So like uh, one one of the ladies talked about, she goes, uh, when you come over, because a lot of them are in call, so you go to their house. Okay, makes which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so and some of them before would be like beforehand. We are going to do like um, Skype, like a Skype interview or FaceTime mm. to see if number one we vibe, and this is for you kind of mm. thing. Like to make sure, like you know, if you're not some fucking creep or you know, because if you are, then it's like, oh, sorry. I guess once you pass that stage, then it's like, okay, um, here's my address, yada yada. Let's book it. You know, book it. Okay, you pay for it. Here's my address. You know, come at this time, whatever. And so there's one where, um. Uh, one of the women was was talking about like uh, when you come here, we can either cuddle on my king size bed or on the couch. Just to let you know, my dress code that I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in either a t-shirt or a tank top, and yoga pants. I have dogs, but you're not going to ever see them. And you know, it talks about like you know we can cuddle this and this, and if you like, 
You, what we, I can play music for you. If you want to watch a movie while we cuddle, I'll put it on for you. Like bring your movie, you know, whatever, whatever's going to make you feel comfortable kind of thing. And I'm just kind of like, like, this shit's very elaborate. Mm-hmm. So, and then I went to like another one and I guess like this lady, she's even been on the news, like KSAT 12 for it and shit. So I was like, you know, she probably has like YouTube. So I go to YouTube, I check it out. And she's talking about how certain times like uh, she's had to cancel appointments and stuff because basically I guess like uh, a few times, obviously it was going to be expected. Mm-hmm. Some guys are like, you know, trying to. I thought I was going to go to the next level. Yeah. yeah. And hey, uh, how much extra money do I need to pay? She's like, no, this is not how this works. I thought it was Bang Bros. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was and so she's like, nope. You like, the maid came like, over, you gave her extra 50? Yeah, oh, no. Like, you know, how much extra I need to give you? Yeah. So she's like, nope, you know what? Got to end it. Get out of here kind of thing. And so um, also there's like another video where like this um, this other, I guess, cuddler, she recorded her experience, like the first four minutes of a cuddle session. The first four minutes? Yes. Niggas was wilding out in four minutes? It, it was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen in my life. Like basically picture this. I'm looking up. I'm picturing it. Your average internet wrestling fan who makes the most kind of sexual comments towards women wrestlers. Okay, VCR wrestling. Okay, so how would they look? How do you think uh, that kind of person will look? Just give a description. Like Timothy McVeigh without the push-ups. Basically, so one of the guys on there, you know, he looks like pretty much like... Like Topher Grace without the good haircut. (laughs) And so... You know, kind of like like your typical, I guess, kind of like your your basement, you know, live in your mom's basement type mm-hmm. thing. You know, big dude, cane, and um, like a walker thing. Like the Undertaker and cane or like he had a cane? No, he had a cane, <laughs> cane like, 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 a, like a walker cane. And so they sit on a couch kind of like this right here. Mm-hmm. And she sits down and he basically, as soon as he gets there, he leans under her, you know, just kind of leans across her. Mm-hmm. She's holding him. She's like stroking his hair. A lot of people will say like, you know, I'm, I'm going to play with your hair. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so she's doing that with him and he's leaning across her and he kind of has his hand on her knee and he's kind of caressing it mm-hmm. a little bit. And she's just holding him this whole time. And to me, I'm just like, this is fucking cringeworthy. Like I, I, I was just like, uh, like this is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was kind of thinking like, oh, what if I became a professional cuddler? <laughs> I don't like what do you think about this? I, this is the first time I've ever heard or seen anything like this. There's three apparently in Austin. Lean up is cool. Like, I I mean, you know me, like, I'm pro sex worker. Yeah. So, professional cuddler is cool. It's just, I, I'd have a nigga with a shotgun standing outside just in case. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would be <laughs> top flight armed security the whole time because if people are creepy. Yeah, like, and and the whole, the whole thing behind uh, it is basically it's like a no, it's like an inclusion, no judgment thing. So it can be like even if if like a like a, if a same sex person wants to book a session with you, it's like okay, you're gonna take it, mm-hmm. and you know. So I'm just like whatever, like it's eighty fucking bucks an hour, sure, mm-hmm. like whatever, dude. And like you can lay, t- you, you can lay up with a dude for eighty bucks. I don't know, that'd be kind of weird. I, I think that'd be <laughs> difficult because like it's well me mm-hmm. who does some acting. Yeah. They asked me to kiss a guy, I'd kiss a guy. Like I wouldn't care. Yeah. But like that's specifically camera turns on and I'm not Cameron anymore. Like I'm Johnny from Minnesota who's been dating Dale or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if like Dale from Montana. I don't know if just me the person could like just lay up with a guy. I I don't know. That that I don't know. Yeah. And like I said, it's just 
And to me, it's really weird. And so, I don't know. It's just something I never seen, never heard of. So when when's your session? I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about booking one this summer because there is uh, there is a woman that's uh, in Westover Hills. So I mean, that, that's right in the neighborhood. About, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Yeah. What if she's trash? That she's trash. I don't care. That's fine. I don't know. I I I almost kind of want to do it for the, for the you know for the for the fans and be like, hey guys, this is my experience. But I'm kind of like, no, that's kind of creepy and weird. You have the ability to to hug a woman while laying down for free. Mm-hmm. I think you should embrace that. I do. You should embrace her. Who's her? I don't know who the bitch is. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's about what I got. Man. That's that's all um, I got either. Coming that's up, um, the goose down uh, right goose now. That's down. projected to drop every Wednesday morning. Um, I want to be there for say cheese and die. We'll that, talk about say cheese and die when we get there. That's my story. Um, yeah, I mean that's about what I what I have. I can't think of anything else. No. We've been like on the go and making moves and doing so much. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to just kind of sit and. and kind of behind the scenes, yeah. a lot of what we've been doing when we do just like strictly audio, we'll come to like my work office mm-hmm. um, and just kind of record there where everything's quiet. And it turned into me spending seven days a week in the same office. And so doing this like in another space. Liberating. So, it feels so great. <laughs> I just want to, I'm going to go sleep on the couch and we're done. <laughs> I mean, you got somebody else coming in after? That's fine. Let me just, let me just lay right there. Yeah. And if you give me $80, one of them can cuddle with me. Yep. It's been the South Congress <laughs> Podcast, episode 64. My name is Cameron. And I'm Isaiah. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discussed? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. 